Hello, it's Sarah here. I'm so glad you are listening to the Heart to Heart Outreach Podcast. One of my greatest passions is ministering to women, creating a space where they can learn from others and ultimately becoming the women God has made them to be. This message you are about to hear will surely do that for you. Why not share it with a friend as you grow together in Jesus? Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Sarah, Heart to Heart uh, Outreach. Um, um, I'm going to be doing a video today uh, that relates to domestic violence again. And, uh, you know, I'm doing this because uh, domestic uh, violence or violence against women, especially in particular, has, has really arisen to a point where it can't be ignored any longer. And I know that domestic violence doesn't affect only women. It does affect men, but a large proportion of it uh, is, is, is women. And I think it's just to do with uh, physical power and, you know, and all that. So we are going to look at, um, uh, to start with, at um, abusive personalities because uh, abusers or perpetrators they fall under uh, certain types of uh, personality characteristics or traits. I'm just going to mention uh, three types of uh, abusive personalities or personality traits or characteristics because uh, abusers or perpetrators, uh, they fall under certain personalities. It's not just every man, as we know, and it's not just every woman, but it's people with certain personality traits or characteristics that tend to abuse. And um, I'm going to be dwelling in one of them though, but um, I just wanted us to know, you know, that there are different types. Uh, we have the psychopath that we all know, these are people that really feeling prisons and, and, and all that. They just go on a killing spree. We hear of people who, uh, someone who is killing women, you know, and, um, you know, it will be in the news and uh, the police will be looking for this person. That is a psychopath. They just go out on a killing spree, targeting uh, vulnerable women. We have the uh, uh, antisocial personality. Uh, this is a person that is just out to destroy. They don't really have regard uh, for mankind as well, but they are less, you know, uh, less, I would say, less dangerous than the psychopath. In you know, the way they do what they do. They just kind of like go out, destroy. They don't respect property. You know, they don't, they are just destructive in their way of, of life. And then we have the narcissist, uh, narcissistic personality disorder, uh, which is uh, uh, the one that I will be dwelling on because it's a bit hidden, this one. And uh, this is an abuser that uh, people out there will never see them for who they really are because they have uh, a way of hiding their real self and uh, presenting to the world out there as a, you know, in a false persona and a persona that they think is acceptable to, 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 to humanity. But then with their perpetrators or people that they are targeting, they become the truth, the true self. And then only the people that they are targeting will see, uh, will know about this other uh, uh, true personality that they have. So um, narcissism and narcissistic uh, personality disorder are two different things. Of course, narcissistic personality disorder uh, comes from narcissism. So we are going to uh, have to look at that just a little bit. Narcissism, narcissism uh, the definition of is the pursuit of gratification 
from vanity or egoistic admiration of one's idealized self-image and attributes. Uh, the term originated from a Greek mythology where a young man um, named Narcissus, that's where the word Narcissism comes from, Narcissus fell in love with his own image reflected in a pool of water and Narcissism uh, or pathological self-absorption was first identified as a disorder in 1898. So from this now, when they now, um, uh, the psychiatrist uh, now uh, in psychology, they now uh, uh, perceived that uh, this is a, a disease, you know, you know, it has become a disease. They then uh, put it as a diagnostic, uh, uh, um, uh, diagnosable uh, condition. And then from it came narcissistic personality disorder, which falls under the cluster B personality disorders. We have many clusters in personality disorders. We have a cluster A, B, C, and D, but this one is B and um, and is one of the Bs. I think um, there are four uh, all in all. This is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of, of, of their own importance a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, lack of empathy for others. They have mastered faking personality traits, which they copy from other people. With this, they usually appear to have extreme confidence, bubbly, they are charming. They are the life and soul of the party. So if you were to meet the person, you, you just can uh, you know unless you know unless you have the knowledge unless you are a psychiatric or a psychologist you can tell it at once but the normal average person doesn't because they can fake it so well to be this person that everybody wants to be around wait until they bring out their true self that's when you will know that no this is not what i saw so you know, is fake and superficial. They can maintain this false uh, persona for long. Hence, people over time find out their true personality and leave or avoid to be with them. Behind this confident, uh, powerful, knowledgeable, smart mask lies a very fragile self-esteem that's vulnerable to the slightest criticism or disagreement. This type of people, you can't disagree with them. You cannot have an opinion that is different from their opinion. They want, they want subordinates, subordinates. You have to agree with them in every way that they say. If you say no, I don't think that's the way things should be. You become an immediate enemy, and I can tell you, you will be punished. You will regret the day you ever said that. They are very good at punishing people who don't agree with them. And they do it in a psychological way as well. Uh, a narcissistic personality disorder causes problems in all areas of their lives, but mainly in relationships. And uh, they are generally unhappy and they encounter many disappointments. They lack deep connections in relationships. They don't connect with the heart or emotions. They connect with their intellect or uh, cognitive. Uh, you know, in psychology, they say uh, they connect in a cognitive uh, way. So they use their mind, something that should be coming from their deep emotion. It comes from their mind. And that's why uh, the, the people that they are trying to connect with, 
they can't feel them you know you, you because they would be coming with their heart they would be coming with their emotion and then they find a stone you know because these people are connecting with their with their with, with, with their heart so the connection doesn't really fit the the puzzle the pieces of the puzzle they don't fit in that way and that's why they do very badly in relationships and um uh the other thing is that uh, they are never fulfilled in relationships forever searching for a fairy tale imaginary soulmate who will keep up with their unending demands of supply or fuel so they need for, uh, for for their emotional and psychological survival they need those uh, 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 things that they get from other people because they don't have you know, those things from within themselves to satisfy themselves uh, normal human beings we can become happy and nine, I, I can say maybe 80 70 percent or 80 percent of our happiness and our, our enjoyment of life comes from within us we, we we get to know things that makes us happy you know you can go for a run and just enjoy looking at nature this is what i normally do you go to the park and you know you see things that you like that's what i normally do and and i get so fulfilled and i don't have to force people to fulfill me you know a, a large percentage of my fulfillment comes from within me i have worked out how to fulfill myself without being a bother or without having to expect other people to to fill that uh, my void you know i know if i feel a void music is one of them it's a big one for me you know i get so satisfied when i just listen to a song that i love and i can listen all day or all night and i'll just be so fulfilled you know i don't need to you know come up with a you know me uh, psychological mechanisms to extract things from people by force uh, in an abusive way to fulfill my needs but unfortunately narcissistic people or people with narcissistic traits they tend to do life that way and that's the reason why their relationships are very shallow their relationships are short-lived their relationships just fall apart very quickly because the people that they are trying to extract these things from they they, they get hurt you know they get damaged in the process and then uh, you know they get used and they can feel used and then they don't like it and then they leave them you know so it's just a cycle and then they never really have true friendships they always have acquaintances and 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 they they would call those acquaintances their friends because they really don't have a heart friend they never have because they can't connect in a heart uh, kind of emotional way they connect with with their brain you know they they are they are fearful of opening up to people but this is something that you know happened to them in childhood when they were growing up in my next video i will um, try and do the origin of uh, narcissism so we can know why they behave the way they behave what happened in childhood i will do a, a special video uh, for that so they carry an unpleasant aura they are insensitive to other people's feelings and they go around burning bridges in relationships by hating people and others may may not enjoy being around them the symptoms of uh, people with narcissistic personality disorder or with narcissistic uh, 
uh, traits because uh, some people may not meet uh, psychologically and psychiatrically speaking they may not meet the criteria for a diagnosis of a personality uh, disorder but they will have traits you know and then they still behave in some ways exactly the same way as the one who had met the criteria for a diagnosis of a personality disorder so it's not everyone that is diagnosed but some people carry those traits and characteristics and they do the same things anyway so signs and symptoms of a, a narcissistic personality disorder and the severity of symptoms vary people with the disorder can have an exaggerated sense of self-importance they have a sense of entitlement they require constant excessive admiration from other people and in most cases these are people that they associate with these are people that uh, in most cases the significant others they can do it at um, anywhere they can do it in business uh, relationships they can do it with relatives they can do it with friends they can do it at work you know so it, it is everywhere but then the, the significant others maybe they are spouses or girlfriends they are getting it a lot more because they are with this person a lot more of the time and they will get a lot more of that demand coming from them to have to fill this void you know with a narcissist it's like they have a bag and then you keep putting things in that bag but that bag has holes so the more things you put in the bag the, the, the things just drop to the ground so the bag never get filled and that's how they are they have this deep void that they acquired from childhood that nobody can ever feel because they don't have what uh, is needed to fill that bag from within themselves they try and get it from others and that poor people will never ever ever fill that void whatsoever but the narcissist will keep on demanding and demanding the harder the person works to fill that void the more it looks as if it feels as if the, 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 the narcissist will increase the bar, will raise the bar higher and higher. And the person will find themselves really battling to, 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 to come to, to, the, to the level of the bar. It keeps rising and rising until the person has given so much of themselves, so much of what they have to a point where they are not left with anything because they are not being replenished. You know, in real relationships, in real relationships, you know, both people have needs. And then, uh, so the other person will uh, cater for the needs of the other person to a point. Nobody can cater to the needs of anyone uh, at 100% level, but to a point you will. And then, and then also the other person will notice that, oh, um, I, I, you know, they have to cater for, for the other person as well. So they, they you know, they, it's a give and take. They get and then they give as well. And that's the reason why they will never run short of, of, of what to give to the other person because they are getting replenished. Not so in, in narcissistic relationships. They never give. So they just take and grasp and extract. But then in the long run, the person will run out because they are not getting replenished and then they will just drop down really really you know like finished completely done with nothing left and guess what the narcissist will do the narcissist will just jump over them and go and look and search for another person with the same traits and characteristics and virtues that that person had they just don't want to know what's happening to that person 
That's just how they are. The most important thing, remember, this is a person that has this uh, uh, self-importance. They are the only one that exists. They are the only one that has needs. They are the only one that matter. Nobody else matters. And they do this to their relatives. They do this to business partners. They do this to friends. They do this to their significant others. They do this to work colleagues or whatever. So it is something that is just in them. You give me. They don't care what you get or whether you have a need. They don't even expect that the other person to have needs. So when it comes to intimate relationships, it is a major problem because no relationship can survive if the other person is just a taker and, and the other person is going to be a giver to the other person. That type of relationship will never ever really last uh, under all circumstances. So uh, we carry on now with uh, the symptoms. They expect to be recognized as superior even without achievement that warrants the, 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 the recognition. They exaggerate uh, achievements and talents. They are preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. So in normal case, uh, 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 cases, they go for, I mean, if they are looking for a mate, a woman, they will go for, yeah, someone that when they are with this person, people will, you know, the person that will raise heads, that's who they will uh, want to be around and be seen with. And then in other associations, like maybe business or whatever it is, could be whatever, you know, religious settings or, you know, work or whatever, they associate, they always want to associate with people who have a reputation, people who have a, a better status in that arena. And then that makes that ego of them, that, you know, that, 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 uh, you know, um, the shattered ego that they have, it boosts it to a point when they hang around with people who have status and they have a level of recognition in society. It makes them feel noticed because the person they are with is being noticed. So for I'm with this person. So that means I'm also being noticed. Can you see? So they have this uh, psychological way of, of making life, but then they make it at the expense of others. That's where they are now becoming abusive to others. They uh, monopolize conversations and belittle or look down on people that they perceive as inferior. They tend to look at other people as not uh, measuring up to be at their level. And then uh, they, when they engage in conversations, it has to be them talking and other people don't have anything to say. So they have to monopolize. They have to kind of like um, um, uh, uh, what they, they they take over the conversation and and, and 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 rubbish what other people are saying or shut people in a psychological way, shut the other people. But the other person will will feel that I've just been shut here. I can't say anything anymore. You know that's how they do, and that's how they lose relationships. You know whether it's friendships or what. They, that's how they lose uh, friendships. And uh, um, they take advantage of others to get what they want. Uh, they have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. That's what I just said. That if, uh, let's say, the significant other that has been pouring their love, pouring their admiration, their recognition, pouring all sorts of supply 
to, to, to this vo person with this big void. When they run out and then they just collapse because they've given so much, this person, instead of now catering for them to bring them back uh, to, uh, you know, where they were in the first place, they just, you know, jump over them and go look for someone else with the same traits or virtues. You know, all, it's all about them. It's all about what they can get. Uh, if someone falls or someone is in need of help or anything, it's not for them. That is not them. They are not there to help anybody. People are there to help them. They are not there to cater for anyone. People are there to cater for them. That's how selfish they can be, you know. And then um, they are also envious of others and believe that others envy them. This is projection, you know. Whatever they do, that is bad. Because these people, all their lives, because this personality, it starts to surface in teenage, early teenage. That's when it starts to surface. So from early teenage, they have been uh, harming people and uh, be becoming abusive to people. And people have fed back to them from that age. So by the time they become an adult or they become, uh, you know, middle age or whatever, they have had a lot of feedback as to how they are with people, which is their true self. And it's not a bad feedback. It's not a good feedback. Obviously, people are telling them that you do this and I don't like it. You do this. People are leaving them. They've been losing friends. They've been losing, falling out with relatives, falling out with everybody, you know, uh, everywhere they go. So they know now, by the time they are an adult, they know what type of a person they are from the feedback that they've been getting from other people. So now they project. Their psyche cannot accommodate this uh, bad feedback. Their psyche cannot accommodate the knowledge and the acceptance of their true personality. It's way, way too uh, painful for them to accept that I'm this kind of a person. So they have now come up with a defense mechanism, which is called projection, to survive that because otherwise their psyche will just shatter and they, they will just disintegrate psychologically. So what they do is they now target uh, the, 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 the person they will be targeting, which in most cases is the nearest punchback, which will be the significant other. Then they will be, whatever it is that they are doing wrong or is wrong with their personality, is wrong with how they, they behave with other people, they will now project it to the other person. If, for example, they are cheating and they are being seen as a cheater, they will accuse their significant other as the person that is, is cheating. And they will not just end there. They will go and tell other people and lie and say the person is cheating or the wife, my wife is cheating me, when the poor wife is not cheating at all. And maybe the wife knows that they are the ones that are cheating, but the wife is just you know, trying to sort it out with them and not even telling anyone. They will go and paint that wife black everywhere they go. Everybody will know that wife to be a cheater when they are the ones that are cheating. Can you see? So they, instead of them accepting that I'm doing something wrong, I need to look at it, I need to sort it out. No, they protect their psyche by removing that bad thing and putting it onto somebody else to a point where that can destroy the other person because then they recruit a, a, a team of of, or, uh, that would help them in accusing that person. And then that can be devastating to, to the spouse or, 
or the significant other and it helps a lot it's just a way and a form of psychological and emotional abuse that they employ and um um uh, carrying on they they behave in an arrogant or haughty manner coming across as conceited boastful and pretentious insist on having the best of everything for instance the best car the best office i did say that they have to have the best spouse the best wife or the best girlfriend the best this the best everything that's just how they are they are very very arrogant if uh, the longer you 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 stay with them or the longer you hang around them the more you will detect that arrogance they they can try and hide it when they are in a you know public setting and for people that don't know them they may not be able to pick that up but for someone who's with them um, most of the time will come to see that this person is actually very arrogant they are full of themselves and narcissistic personality disorder affects more males i did say that in the beginning and it often begins in uh, uh, teens or early adulthood and um they have a need to maintain their false persona they find that people friends relatives significant others always fail them i did mention that that you can't fulfill that void in them you know and uh, they look outside now to to get that uh, uh, void uh, to be fulfilled so they have to find ways and the ways they find to to fulfill that void is uh, by using defense mechanisms i mentioned one of them which is projection but they use it's about um um maybe nine of them i think but there are many you know that they use they employ to extract the good things that they don't have in themselves or about themselves they extract forcefully from other people to compensate for what they lack and this is how they abuse other people because they take by force and they take by abusive manner and then in that way as they do that then they are hurting other people they are damaging other people and relationships just fall apart and um, so uh, i am going to uh, talk about uh, one of them one of the nine ways that they can extract the fuel that they need you know they call it supply in a psychological terms when they deal with a you know narcissists so they they call it supply so and then they target they mainly target um uh, people who are empathetic you know people who are called empaths these are people who uh, they have a very good nature uh, they love deeply and they are very genuine uh, they care a lot they really uh, are considerate of other people sometimes they can even put other people first and then they also target another group of people that are called um, uh, they, they are codependents as some people say uh, there's no empaths it's only uh, codependents i don't know i tend to believe that they are two different people because empaths are you know they the empaths they they can care for themselves whereas the codependents they fail to take care of themselves they take care of other people they put other people first to a point where they really forget about themselves and then they put themselves in in positions where they can really be taken advantage truly be taken advantage of 
by others and they get hurt. Whereas empaths, they have an awareness of the fact that they need uh, to take to, to be taken care of or they need to take care of themselves, but they still care for other people and they, they, they love deeply. So the problem with the empath is that uh, the empath is a fitting, it's like a, um, uh, it's like a, you know, in a puzzle when you find that fitting piece of puzzle. Uh, you know, it's like a fitting uh, part of a uh, piece of puzzle with the narcissist because the narcissist has this void. They lack empathy. They can't love. They can't connect emotionally. They can't connect with the heart. They just don't care about anybody else. They just don't even know that other people exist. They are the only person existing. They don't care that other people have needs. Whereas the empath is all about that. They know that people have needs then they are willing to help those people with their needs. They care, they love, they do that. So the, the, the narcissist then find someone that they really need to fit in, you know, uh, with that uh, piece of puzzle. So these two pieces of puzzle fit in so well together. But the problem is it, it's, it is at the detriment of the empath because the narcissist is going to extract all those good tra uh, traits from the empath to a point where if the empath remains there, they will be shattered because they will be left with nothing of those good tra uh, traits left because the, the bag with holes that the narcissist is, is having will drain the empaths of everything that they have. And in the end, the empath will just be left with, as, as a bag of potatoes. And the narcissist will jump over them and go and look for another empath. That's what I said earlier. That's the, 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 you know, the, the, the bed of it. So anyway, yeah, they uh, they look for uh, uh, these people, and and it is unbeknown uh, for for these people that uh, the, the narcissist has really spotted them uh, way before they even came approached them. They studied them, they learned about them, they made sure that they have everything that they need, and they concluded that this is the person I need because they have what I need. So they now engage this poor empath in a transactional type of relationship, not a loving relationship because the, the narcissist can never love. The empath is going to love the narcissist and the narcissist needs that because they never had love when they were growing up. The caregiver never loved them. The caregiver never nurtured them. So they have this void. They have this cringe inside of them. They, they need that love, they need it. And then the empath, there it is with a bag full of love that is going to now cater for this narcissist. And it is unbeknown to the empath because the narcissist would have, would have a mimicked love in the beginning. So they wouldn't have gone there, you know, in, in a horrible manner, you know, in their true self. They hide their true self. So they, they come across in that mask, that fake uh, persona, and then the, the empath is fooled. They think, oh my God, I found someone now that you know we, we can live together, only to find that it's a one-way street. It's not never going to be a two-way street. And um, so I'm going to take one of them, as I said, which is triangulation. Uh, when you get into a relationship with a narcissist, unbeknown to you in the beginning, is that your purpose and only purpose in the relationship is to make them feel good about themselves as they don't have it in them to do so and to make them look good to others. In the beginning, you are coerced and manipulated into doing this and keep, keep it going without you realizing 
what is happening. It always does, does not last, as I told you, because, you know, over time, you are going to see the red flags. The, the narcissist is going to lose the plot here and there because they are a very angry person. They are volatile in nature. They, um, they can't control their emotions. They are especially strong emo negative emotions. They are angry. They are unhappy. I did mention that in the beginning. They are unfulfilled. They have lots of disappointments that they carried throughout life being left by people, being rejected by people because of their behavior. So they end up being really angry uh, person. And then, and then that's their true nature. So when they get into a relationship with this person, now and then they are faking, remember, they have to keep that, this, uh, you know, false persona. But then you can't keep a false persona for, for you know, for seven days a week, 365 days a year you can't somewhere along the way you are going to forget and become yourself and those during those times that the narcissist has forgotten to keep the false persona then the red flags will pop up and the other person will notice but the problem with the empath is that they notice the red flags and then they keep justifying saying oh they just had a, a bad day sometimes the, the the empath can see that it looks like this has been happening now for quite a while i've seen this type of things uh, for coming from them many times now so it looks like that's how they are but the empath because they are a healer they have that natural need to heal those that are suffering they see the narcissist as suffering and indeed they are suffering this poor person is suffering psychologically speaking they are suffering inside they are falling apart and the empath will see that and with their good nature they will want to help the narcissist and they think that in as much as i know that people dished them all their life people left them people just threw them away i am not going to be that one i'm going to be the one that will help them that's what the empath in the beginning thinks. And that's why the empath will stay in that type of relationship, even if it is detriment to them. They think that they can sort it out. But little does the empath know that nobody can cure the narcissist because it takes loads of uh, uh, psychotherapy from specialized psychotherapist and psychologist in this regard of narcissism to help the narcissist to admit because they have to admit that their personality is harmful but then narcissists never come to that they would rather project their bad uh, attributes to other people that's how they save their psyche and fool themselves into thinking that they are good when they are not so that's how they survive in life and they would rather continue like that uh, in a false uh, way of living, you know, projecting their bad things, projecting their bad deeds onto good people and then taking the good uh, 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 traits from the good people and making them, them theirs, theirs. And that's how they survive. And then they can be successful with their false persona. They can really reach heights. And, and they can fool people out there. And then, so because this, in a way, this false persona is working for them, 
you know, it is making them achieve. It is making them sometimes, even if it's a, sh a short time, it, it is making them acceptable in a group. It is fooling people to make them look like they are this bubbly, charming person. So they manage to fool people. And then so, you know, they, they don't want to go through this painful therapy. They would rather stay with the false, uh, the pretense and, and everything else and continue in life like that. And most of the time you find that the victims of uh, uh, narcissi narcissistic people, they are the ones that seek help. Uh, after they've been abused and battered. And then the, the narcissist, the perpetrator, will never seek help. They just jump from one person to another, getting looking for a remedy to what is wrong in their personality. And then they will go to their grave in most cases with you know the, 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 the personality that they have. They will never look uh, for, for help. If they do look for help, psychologists say, and therapists say, if they do look for help, most cases they, they, they we hear. I'm not a therapist. I'm a, a mental health professional, but I don't deal with uh, you know therapy and stuff like that. So I'm just one of those that are um, in the uh, front line. And then when these people come to hospital, that's they meet us, and then uh, we see that uh, you know, especially the victims, uh, we see a lot of victims of uh, uh, domestic violence. They come, and then we they see us at at a, a, a first instance, and then we tend to know what is going on in their lives from their history, and then we refer them now on to psychologists. A specialized psychologist and specialized psychotherapist. That's our job. So I never deal with them in group. But then the psychologist and the psychotherapist say when they are in group, these people, they are a hard work. They never, they are so, so glued to their um, a false persona to a point where it's very hard to, uh, uh, you know, reverse th th their false belief and make them face reality uh, to see that their personality needs remedy. They need to admit that they have a problem and help is there. They say it's hard work. Most of them, they leave groups, uh, they leave therapy. Most of them, they try to take over from the therapist and, and uh, manipulate everybody else and gaslight everybody else. You know, it's just a whole lot of, of, of chaos in, in that type of group. And sometimes if a therapist is not even geared at narcissism, they, you know, the, the narcissist will just take over and become the therapist. So that's how hard these people are, you know, and then they never really seek help. And then, um, so unfortunately, in most cases in the narcissistic relationship, once this stage begins, things never quite return to where they were in the beginning. The stage of... Um, uh, devaluation. This is when uh, you can't fill in the void. The bar keeps rising and you try so hard to, you know, fill the void and uh, the narcissist keeps being unsatisfied. They keeps raging, being angry with you because you are not doing what they want you to do at the level that they want you to do. You don't have it in, in, in yourself anymore to reach uh, to that level that they have created. They then start to devalue you. They, they then start to abuse you. They start to attack you. They start to do all sorts of things. And then once this stage begins, uh, they say uh, things never go back to that 
a place where you met the narcissist who was uh, this loving person they were faking by the way loving person and uh, you know the, the person that made you think that you met someone now that you know uh, you can do life with they can never go back to that once they devalue you they have a black and white thinking pattern so it's either good or bad there's nothing in between so that time when they met you they convinced themselves that you were good because you came up with these traits with these characteristics that are good and that they need and then now they have realized that you really can't fill in that bag that has holes in it they now realize that you you you, you know you are not uh, magical you are a human being you, you know with 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 flaws you are a human being with a, a short, you are short of, of things like any other normal normal human being so they start now to beat you up and punish you for not being magical and and for not being you know having that magical abilities to to fill their void and then once that stage starts they say the relationship will never get back to uh, the first uh, uh, you know the first a place where it all started because of their black and white thinking they have now put you in the in, in 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 the extreme of not being good when they started with you you they put you in the extreme of being the soulmate but now no you are now on the side of not being good enough and and then that's when it starts that this is when you you can't uh, fulfill their unending, continuous, non-stop adoration, applause, admiration, praise, honor, worship, and recognition from you all the time. You you just can't 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 do that. And then they get angry with you. They start to 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 devalue you. They still will not be satisfied, even if you were to keep to keep it at that level. They are never the demands that they have. The inner the turmoil in their inside is so much so that nothing can ever cure it. They need extensive therapy to really, really cure that. A normal person can give their love and until their void of love you know, is, is, is being dried up, but they can never fill that void. It has to be done in a psychological uh, manner. That's when they can have a, a, you know, that, that, that treatment and, and feel good about themselves. So, um, if their internal turmoil is not responding well to the attention given, they will still feel bad about themselves. The chronic feelings of shame, inadequacy, insignificance, rejection, unimportance, non-existence will drown whatever positive action and affirmation you are giving them. And they turn on you and blame you for how they are now feeling. They criticize and devalue you as well as turning against you. And they do this publicly in most of the case uh, to try and, and hide their true self. Because if they uh, do this, they are now uh, getting the attention away from them because people will, tend, will start to, to, to see that they are not that good, bubbly, charming person. So now they have to do it publicly, criticize you publicly, belittle you publicly, uh, you know, say negative things about you uh, publicly so that the attention of, of the, the people will go to you and not to them. Everything that they are or have is now turned onto you, you the target, the person that they are uh, uh, 
targeting. This is just how they work. This is uh, called, uh, um, um, you know, um, 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 what um, uh, 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 de 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 dealing with their their their, their behavior, like getting a remedy in a, a psychological way. So they now have to find uh, if they feel like you have failed them. As as I'm now talking specifically about the significant other this time. If they feel like you have um, failed them because you can't fill that bag with holes, obviously, you are human. Now they have realized that you are human. You are not a magical being. Now they start to triangulate. They won't tell you. They, the, the, the one thing that they have is that they lack the guts to sit down and communicate with people. Communication problem is an issue to them is a big 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 thing they can never communicate they can never sit somebody down and say i'm not happy about this or what no they will just act out most victims of narcissistic abuse are very good they are unassuming people with gentle spirits and love deeply and sincerely that's what i said you know and this is uh, people like the empath and also the codependent. As I mentioned that the panic of having to face their empty true self makes the narcissist desperate to a point where they lack, they lack boundaries as to who they can triangulate with. Anyone will do for the narcissist. They're about, um, you know, flying high and, you know, winning and everything else. The, the power and, and, and gain, it, it's all about, about that. So if you have anything that will take them to those uh, destinations, then you become a target. They target you. But the purpose is not because they love you. The purpose is they can love. Remember, they don't have that ability. So the purpose is that you can come and make them go to the level that they want to go.